Hello and welcome to the D&D Roundtable on the Tome Show Podcast Network. I'm your host, James Intracasso. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. If you've been here before, do me a favor. Go give us a great rating on iTunes. It helps us a bunch. Seriously, you've been listening to the Tome Show. You've been paying nothing for it. A great way to support the show. Go give us a great rating and I will read it verbatim here on the show. Make me say anything you want, but keep it clean, people. This is a family D&D news podcast. Today's five-star review comes from Abscom. Abscom's review is entitled All Around Excellence. Uh, The review says, The Tome Show is simply amazing. The Roundtable, Appendix N, Reviews, Interviews, and Con Panels all engage through the input of industry leaders, industry insiders, and plenty of the best new names in RPGing. I just started listening recently, but was inspired to go back to download over a year's worth of podcasts. I haven't been disappointed. An excellent podcast. Abscom, you are abscomazing. Please forgive me for that pun. Anyway, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Go give us a five-star review. We are running out of them, people. Love to see them. Please use the affiliate links at thetomeshow.com whenever you shop on Amazon or the DMs Guild to help support the show. Just go to thetomeshow.com, click on the show notes for this episode or any other, and then shop as you normally would. Okay, today I have a big announcement, and so does Rudy Basso. So we are going to share that announcement together right now. Okay, everybody, I am here with Rudy Basso. Rudy, what's up? Say hi to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> uh, you guys all know Rudy. He's a roundtable regular and host of the D&D V&G podcast on this network and also uh, my partner in crime and the creator of Have Spellbook Will Travel. Rudy, it is awesome to have you here today. How are you, bud? I'm well. How are you? I'm Mr. good. I'm good. So uh, we won't hold the, the listeners in suspense any longer. Uh, we have an announcement to make. And that announcement is that Rudy and I are going to be leaving the Tome Show Network, which is a, is a bittersweet thing for us because we are leaving to start our own podcast network, which we are very excited about and we will talk about in a second. But first, I just wanted to give some thank yous and do a little housekeeping so people know what is going on when we leave. So the first thing I want to tell people is if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you enjoy the roundtable. The roundtable will continue. Uh, There is going to be a new host who we will have an interview with right after this announcement. Uh, Rudy, what's going to be happening with D&D V&G? So we have one more episode uh, in the chamber, as it were. I've been holding it for a while now. That will be completing also, and there'll be just kind of like a goodbye bit from the four of us, me, Alex, uh, Vegas, and Greg in that episode and kind of just like a general thank you to everybody. And I cannot wait to hear it. What game were you playing in this final episode? Dragonlance Champions of Kryn. 
Nice. That's a deep cut. D&D. Yeah, it is, you know, we're going out on a really old school RPG. And then uh, gamer to gamer, I'm actually not sure what is happening <laughs> with that at the moment. Maybe if you want to know what's happening with gamer to gamer, uh, I would say email Jeff Griner. And speaking of Jeff Griner, Rudy, I think we owe him uh, a big thanks. Jeff let us come on the network on faith. We said we could do this and he believed us and uh, and let us create the round table in D&D V&G and, and do a bunch of other stuff. And he was super supportive and super amazing. And so I just want to thank Jeff Greiner for, uh, for helping launch our podcast careers and giving us time on his network. Uh, he is an amazing, amazing person. And he is one of our good friends who we get to see every year at Gen Con. Um, so big thanks to him and big thanks to Sam Dillon for always uh, posting episodes of the show and, uh, and being a great guy. So uh, they are both awesome. Right, Rudy? Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, you know, he gave us an incredible opportunity. And for that, we will be forever thankful for this new endeavor. And I'm sure he will be showing up, well, on our future podcasts, which (laughs) maybe we can get into now. Totally. Uh, So future podcasts. Uh, Rudy, what's going to be on our podcast network? Well, uh, Have Spellbook Will Travel, our fantasy audio drama that was inspired by our Dungeons & Dragons games will, of course, be on there. Uh, If you haven't been listening to that yet, it's a great time to jump in. James, we were just talking the other day about how there's uh, several hours of content there. So if you want to have some laughs, maybe do a little little thinking, and uh, just in general enjoy something for free, go check that out, uh, havespellbook.com, or go to our new forthcoming website, which we will mention soon yeah in a well i mean now do you want to talk about your podcast yeah yeah i do so i'm going to be hosting a new podcast uh called tabletop babble that covers dungeons and dragons but it's also going to cover other rpgs as well uh Mm. and it's going to have a lot of general sort of tabletop rpg information so it'll be news but it's not just going to be news it's going to be advice reviews interviews more uh you know anything that uh that we can think of to cover in the sort of tabletop role-playing game world that falls within news advice interview review is going to be covered over there it's going to be a lot of fun and our first guest is the one and only mike merles uh one wow. of the lead designers of fifth edition D. yeah 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 so great I'm excited yeah great get yeah great yeah. guest yeah, yeah, great guest, great guest. And Rudy, you, of course, uh, uh, in addition to running Have Spellbook, as you have been, you also are going to have a new podcast on that network, right? Yes, so obviously Alex, my brother, and I did the Dungeons & Dragons video game podcast because we were very passionate about video games. Um, we're actually going to do a more broader video game show. We're calling it Game O'Clock. Uh, which was also our YouTube channel. Kind of a little, little very stupid name. But it's going to kind of be a retrospective, uh, a look at current games, really focusing on genres. So we're going to dedicate a month to different video game genres and kind of look through where it came from, how it was created, some of the best games in that particular genre, some of our favorite games, and a whole different 
other bunch of fun stuff. So we're really, really excited to to do that and get really in-depth about some really interesting things. Wow, that sounds really, really cool. I cannot wait to listen to that. Uh, and Rudy, what is the name of our podcast network? Of course, our podcast network is Don't Split the Podcasts Network. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. You guys, you listeners out there, you, you get it? Yeah. Don't split You'll get podcast. it. Yeah, you get yeah. it, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're super duper excited. I mean, I am, I'm really, really pumped. This has been in the works for a while. Uh, so I'm excited to share it with you, our listeners, and hopefully you will come be our listeners over uh, in the Don't Split the Podcasts world. Uh, but I do want to say that we owe a lot to Jeff Greiner. We owe a lot to Sam but we also owe a lot to you, our listeners. Um, our listeners have been great about coming up with show ideas and tweeting them to us, uh, spreading the word about our shows. Uh, and it's also just appreciated to know that there are people out there who are listening to the thing you are pouring hours into making each week or month or whatever it is. So I just want to take a moment like you all are amazing. You all are awesome. Thank you so, so much for listening and for all of your support. Uh, yeah, you put it perfectly, James. Um, it's really nice to know that uh, people appreciate the work you do, especially um, when I'm just a guy, you know? I don't feel <laughs> like anyone particularly special. So knowing that people still listen and, uh, yeah, it's just it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So, and I'm sure Rudy and I will probably still show up on the round table from time to time as panelists and everything. So, uh, you know, so you could probably still hear us occasionally here on the Tome Show Network. But if you want more announcements right now, we're, we're working on getting everything launched, website feeds and stuff like that. Uh, the best way to get information about the Don't Split the Podcast Network, if you want to stay up to date, is to follow us on Twitter. Uh, so, Rudy, if people want to follow you, where should they go? At Rudy Basso, R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. And I am at James Intricasso, at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. We're going to get everything up and running, and we'll have all the usual social media pages where if you want to, you know, interact with us and, and talk about Facebooky things via Facebook and Twittery things via Twitter and that sort of thing, uh, we'll, we'll have all that up and running soon. But for now, if you follow our, our personal accounts, that will be the best way to reach us. Uh, and once again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're going to be around for a little while longer. Rudy's got one more episode of D&D V&G and, uh, and I am going to be here to hand it off to the new host and then we're going to have a couple episodes my final episode as host will be uh episode 152 uh which comes out january 2nd 2017 rudy thank yes. you so much man thank you so much james all right <laughs> okay everybody before we reveal the new host of the roundtable it is time to reveal my open gaming store pick of the episode my pick for this episode is Super Powered Legends Lord Orcus. It might sound like it's for D&D, but it's actually for Mutants and Masterminds, a game that I love. Comes from Rogue Genius Games. It is from Jacob E. Blackman, and it is less than two bucks. That's right, $1.95 over at Open Gaming Store. A great 
shocking stuffer for anybody who plays Mutants and Masterminds because he is an amazing villain that is the embodiment of evil. So check it out out. Use the exclusive coupon code TOMESHOW2016 at checkout to get 10% off your order from now until February 2017. That's amazing. Thank you so much to Open Gaming Store for being a sponsor of this episode of The Roundtable. And now, here to tell us all about his love for Open Gaming Store is the one and only Acerarak, the Demi-Lich. Hello, puny mortals. It is I, Acerarak, the Demi-Lich. And I've come to tell you all about how I spend my free time expanding my mind reading products I bought on OpenGamingStore.com. They have PDFs, and they have amazing hardcover books that I can use my mage hand to read at all days. Plus, they've got all sorts of amazing accessories like dice and cute onesies for the little mortal children whose souls I will trap and devour, for I am a Sererac. And I approve Open Gaming Store. It's a great place to get all of your gaming products. I have a lot of free time now that I'm undead. All right, OpenGamingStore.com. Tell them the Tome Show and Sererac sent you. Okay, everybody, I am now here and excited to announce the next host of the Roundtable podcast, the one and only Topher Cohan. Topher, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, James. I'm super excited to be following in the footsteps of greatness. Well, when greatness shows up, I will let them know that you are following <laughs> uh, So I didn't realize you were taking another job as well as this one. <laughs> Dude, it is so awesome that you are taking over the roundtable. I am very, very excited to become a listener and uh, hopefully uh, sometime panelist here on the roundtable. People who don't know our history, they probably haven't been listening to the show very long, if that's the case, because <laughs> Topher and I have been friends for a while. We met in Atlanta back in like 2009, 2010, around there. And we've been buds ever since. Uh, and we met playing 4th edition D&D Encounters. Topher, I'm hogging the mic right now. Let me turn it over to you. Why don't you tell the people out there, like, how long have you been playing Dungeons & Dragons? So I remember distinctly getting the red box for Christmas one year, back when I was a wee tyke. Uh, the original red box, not the reprint or the third edition reprint or the fourth edition reprint or the fifth edition reprint. We're talking <laughs> the original red box. And then I remember cutting the grass and saving my allowance to buy the blue box because I wanted to go from basic to advanced dungeon. Nice. You know, right, right. So I, I loved everything about that. Then I played advanced D&D &D for a little while. And then um, second edition came along and I was a poor college student at the time, which completely dates me. For those of you can go do some math and figure out how old I am now. And I didn't want to have to rebuy books. So I kind of bowed out of D&D for a while. I played a little bit of 3.5 with some friends. Um, enjoyed that very much, played other RPGs and everything, then came back to it, as James said, pretty heavily in fourth edition. Uh, I was working at CNN at the time, and we had a blog called Geek Out 
which is a geek culture blog, and they wanted us to – and I pitched a story about writing – about this new program that Wizard of the Coast had called Encounters, which was every Wednesday for two hours. And it seemed like the perfect thing for guys like me who had played when they were younger and didn't have wives and jobs and such. <laughs> And right, and so uh, I reached out to Wizards of the Coast, and they set me up, and they gave me a choice of a couple stores to go to, and I picked um, a store that was close to me, mm-hmm. close to my house, and I went to the store, and um, they were great for the, to the people who was great, and that's where I met James, and and I fell back in love with this game, and I remembered how much I loved this game, and how much I I enjoyed playing it and being part of it, and so I've been playing on this current kick since two thousand nine, <laughs> or so. Yeah, I played through. Yeah. I play. Yeah, we, we started basically the first encounter season that they offered, and I played through all of that. I played all the way through fourth, and then somewhere in there, I got so into it that I started coordinating at my local friendly gaming store, Titan the Game the Comics, in Brenton, Georgia, um, and started running their encounter programs, which morphed into you know what we have now for fifth edition. My next big touchstone with with D and D was I got lucky enough to be picked as um, CNN's Geek Out. I got picked as one of the five news outlets at Wizards of the Coast gave the heads up about for fifth edition that's right yeah you got to go right you got to go yeah. to wizards of the coast headquarters in washington i went to Wizards coast headquarters they didn't tell us why they were flying us out there we knew there was something to do with organized play because there was some organized play people going also and they were staying in the same hotel we were in we didn't quite know what it was we were put in a room and the pr people were all twittering around us and you know and <laughs> being super nice to us and yeah, you know, the, you know they, like it was really kind of funny. Like we all pulled out our notebook and pens, and they were like, "Yeah, can you guys put those away for a few minutes?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and and that's where I met Mike Merrill's, and Mike came in, and um, and um, they had to put the slide up under there and it said the Ohio Project, which was the code name, and he said, "We're going to introduce a new edition of Dungeons and Dragons." Wow. And and you know, as a fan of the game, I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> 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 and so he he walked us through the game. He talked us to us about the concept, how they were going to look at the game differently, how they were looking at the game and the world and everything around it holistically. They were building these world bibles so that everything would be tied in and cohesive. It just it was it was incredible. And then and then we took a quick lunch. Um, they told us a little more. And then we sat down and we played what was then called D and D Next. With uh, Mike Merrill's um, DMing for us, and that night we went to dinner where I met Chris Perkins for the first time, and I met some other folks um, who you know names we all know and love from the Wizard of the Coast family, and got to hang out with them for a little bit and play a little more D and D and such, and it was just a great thing. And then as I continued to work at my local friendly gaming store, I got reached out to by Robert Aducci of D and D Adventures League, and the RC from the Southeast region had and had to step down for personal reasons they had done a great job kind of everything up so robert asked me to take over for so i did and i ran that for about a year year and a half ish growing that and then it was time for me to step down i had um i changed jobs bought a house life got in the way um and so i handed off to uh, gina lovedale who's just doing a, who did a great job until recently obviously where they've kind of changed the program but yeah that's kind of my my overarching five minute history of dungeon and dragons you know i play a ton of other role-playing games i played pathfinder for a while i played star the, the new flames like star wars i played you know other tsr games and other with the coast games so i like role-playing games a lot D is my first and true love when it comes to tabletop role-playing that is why i think you are perfect for this job man you first of all have been reporting on D already for a long time you've been covering the news 
you've got great connections, uh, but it's it's your passion about this game that I love. And it's also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big 4th edition fan, you're a big 4th edition fan, so I like to see that preserved uh, as well, because I think 4th uh, edition fans who, fans of the game understood that you could roleplay in any setting with any set of mechanics, right? And that was the big thing. Why don't you talk a little bit about your your love for fourth edition? Uh, and listeners, don't worry. I loved fourth edition too. It's okay to like four E. You can still like other editions of the game. I, I did love a fourth edition. I still love fourth edition. I, I like fifth. I like fifth a lot. I think mm-hmm. the problem we had with three point five was it was a great edition, but rules creep or the book creep got too out of hand. Oh, and totally. the part of the reason I loved fourth was when I came into fourth edition, I came into fourth edition late. I came in with encounters, right? Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason I kicked off the encounter program was to introduce the essentials line of books, right? So that was part of the reason for, for encounters. So for me coming oh, in later to fourth editions, I didn't have to. I ended up doing it, but I didn't have to buy a player's handbook, a player's handbook to a DM's guy. I didn't have to buy any of those. I could buy the essentials books. And they were smaller. They fit in my bag easier. They, the rules were kind of distilled down a little bit mm-hmm. to make it easier for encounter play for you know a weekly two-hour game. So I loved everything about that. I liked the fact that it was uh, – you know, I'm a big World of Warcraft player. I've been playing World of Warcraft since the friends and family beta of that from day one. And I love that game. And I know it's a big dig on 4th edition and all oh, this is a video game. But it, but it wasn't. But it was tactical. And I liked that. I liked the fact that I had to think about what I wanted to do next. I couldn't just say, well, I'm going to fly through the air. And the greatest – I had to think. And I had to think like my character would think. And I loved that aspect of that of that edition. And I like the fact that some of that's still available in fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the fact that there was enough touch points and callbacks to what I remember from advanced D and second edition and 3.5 to make me remember this was Dungeons and dragons and not just some random fantasy board and sword video, you know, um, RPG for me, the game mechanics spoke to me and I understood them and, and they worked well for me. I know that's not true for everybody. I know lots of people have had their issues and that's cool, you know? As long as you get to play the game you like, it doesn't matter what you call it. Yeah, I wish more people had gotten to play with the Essentials. It's funny, by the time Essentials came out, it felt like people who really loved 4th were like, well, this is not as many options. And the people who didn't like 4th had already written it off. Uh, and I think Essentials was such a good balance. Uh, you know, combats were faster, and yep. they had sort of figured out how to make monsters work right. They gave them less hit points but made them hit harder. So, you know, that all that kind of stuff, they'd really ironed out a lot of the kinks with that. But I think at that point it was almost too late for them but yeah i love those essentials books those were great man you know topher one thing that i am excited about is we were talking before this podcast you were my first pick for this uh when when i knew that i was gonna leave jeff had asked me you know is there a list of people that you would like to see run the show and and you were at the very top of the list and you were at the very top of jeff's list as well so it's awesome to have you here doing this why did you say yes to this opportunity when uh when jeff presented it to you let's be very clear jeff Gardner can be a very a very persuasive man. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> somewhere Jeff is cringing as we speak. Um, 
Uh, no, it's just, you know, I'm a fan of the show. Uh, yeah, I've been on the show as a guest a couple, a handful of times, but I'm a subscriber. I listen to it. I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of the format. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, I wanted to, you and I've had conversations over the years about me starting my own podcast. Uh, and you know, for lots of reasons that never happened. So when this opportunity came a knocking, I felt a little bit like, this can sound so hippy dippy, <laughs> but I felt a little bit like the universe was knocking me on the head going, Hey, here it is. Somebody's handing you the keys to a ready-to-run podcast with a built-in audience, a great audience, by the way. I love the audience of, of the roundtable. And, and I'm getting handed it to by someone who set it up in a way that as long as I'm not an idiot, it's <laughs> not going to fail. Because your format, James, and I mean this completely, the format you've set up is pretty fantastic. And, you know, I, I see, I see maybe me, me putting my own little twist on it here and there. But I think essentially having an a hour-ish mm-hmm. long podcast that talks about not just here's a rundown of all the news items of the week, but here are some, here's one or two topics that, that people are really talking about. And let's have an in-depth conversation, much like you would have when you show up at your local friendly gaming store or at your, your home game or whatever. And somebody says, hey, did you read that on EN World? Or hey, did you see that post that Mike Merrill's made? Or did you, just, or did you watch uh, Acquisition Incorporated last night? You know, did you see what Perkins did? And that's what your show is. Your show is that, but put out in, into the interwebs for the world to hear. And I and I have those conversations, and I want to keep having those conversations. And now I just want to have them with a different group of people on a regular basis. So that's why I said yes, because that, that, that part excites me. Man, I have never heard anybody, including myself, describe the podcast so well. That is exactly what I was going for, is I wanted a reason to have these in-depth conversations with friends about gaming, uh, and this was uh, kind of an excuse to to have more of them, right? Um, And to meet new people and to bring more people into the circle. So, again, it's a great thing that you're taking it over because you seem to to really grasp that possibly better than I did, which is really good. Uh, And I am excited to join part of the audience because I agree with you. The audience is is great. They are so encouraging and so awesome and great at suggesting topics and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, so I'm excited to see what you do with it. Uh, You know, this is my uh, public. I know you and I have, have talked about this before, but this is my public like the show is now yours, my friend, and I am going to be more than happy to listen to my friend Topher every week talk about some great stuff with great people. I, I'm just really, uh, really, really happy and really, really excited. Like, it's it's going to be cool to see where all of this goes from here, uh, and uh, I'm getting a little choked up. Oh, man, don't. I mean, you in all seriousness, you created an incredible show with an incredible community around it, and it's... It, whether or not I, I said any of those things I said before, it's an honor, and I mean that honestly, to follow in your footsteps and to take this on and to – and if I can do with it 75% or half of what you did, I think the show would be a success because you <laughs> took it to a new level. You really did. You took it to a new level, my friend. Well, I am sure that you will definitely take it to a, a new level as well. And, uh, and speaking of new levels, what are some things that, uh, that you're looking forward to, uh, to covering when, uh, when you take over? Well, I mean, funny you say that. I was just um, flipping through EN World today during <laughs> lunch. Um, and they, you know, Wizards, uh, uh, WizKids have announced two new sets of Pathfinder and D&D minis. And then right next to that was 
um, in World doing a survey about theater of the mind versus tabletop minis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought, well, that's a great conversation to get some people on there, get some conversations about, you know, do they want to, you know, I mean, ultimately they touted fifth edition as a more theater of the mind version of the game. Oh, I see. But, but because if you look at the, the map rules are optional rules in the player handbook yeah, and, and the DMG. So, so we could, you know, I want to talk about that. We're going to be talking pretty soon. You and I are going to be recording one relatively soon about the whole um, DMs Guild and being able to print on demand old TSR hobbies. And, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, are we going back to the days of having to carry 15 pieces of paper to the table or not? You know, I mean, you and I have talked about this before on the podcast about, I think it's an ever going conversation about electronics at the table, Definitely. about using those tools. Do they help? Do they not help? If you uh, have looked at any, any of the pictures from my home game, I post on Twitter. I'm a big fan of using uh, 3d scenery. You know, I use a lot of the paper stuff and then use some of the Dwarven Forge. I want to get into those conversations when those products, you know, the 3D printing world is changing how we can create that stuff so dramatically. And I think, you know, there's Kickstarters out there all the time with that product. And I'd love to talk to those creators and get in their minds and talk to some, you know, people who are running games. And is this something they're excited about? And do they want to do this? And just, you know, uh, Wizards of the Coast is putting on new, you know, Unearthed Arcanas and new adventures. And I think that right now D&D is healthier and happier and more popular, I should say, than it's ever been at least since the 80s mm-hmm. and so i think that there's not going to be problems for me to find good things to talk about but and what james said earlier i fully agree anybody who's listening to this you have an idea don't hesitate to reach out to me if you don't know how to reach out to me then you haven't been listening to the podcast but you can uh i'm sure we'll give our information at the end but yeah reach out to me let me know because i'm always looking for new and important news or just great ideas for shows i obviously can't read everything and be everywhere so the best way is for this community this wonderful community to kind of feed me more information and if there's one thing Topher knows it is how to communicate via the internet effectively with people so definitely reach out to him because uh, I, that's the other thing I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see you as a as a day job understand the world of the internet and social media and and uh, search engine optimization and stuff far more than I ever will in my life probably. Uh, so I'm hoping that your uh, your driving of the show also brings a lot of new people to the show and maybe as a result new people into the hobby which would be amazing because i know you also have a a passion for introducing new players to the hobby which is why you're so involved in organized play and still involved in you know running games at your local friendly game store and stuff you never turn anybody away right yeah if you walk in the door i'm going to find a place for you to play dnd that night i think i have no problem preaching to the choir i want to talk to seasoned players and i want to hear from them but i also want to introduce people it's just storytelling with with some dice in your hands and i think that's fantastic and i want to keep doing that and yeah i want to use social media you're right in my day job i'm a i'm a um search engine optimization slash social media slash digital marketer is what i do for a living and so i want to use those skills and build this community out that you've started that you and jeff have started and going to build this community out and have up have it be another place for someone to go hey i heard this thing on the show can i get more information or have you guys thought of this or hey has did anybody listen to this episode what do you guys think about xyz i want those those conversations to continue outside of the four to five people that we're there just on the podcast i want the, the bigger community to take that as a jumping off point and have that conversation among themselves 
One of the things I've always appreciated about having you on the podcast is the way you discuss things, the way you agree with people, the way you disagree with people, the way you find criticism for, uh, you know, unearthed arcana articles or larger decisions that are being made, I think are always well thought out, well educated and respectful. I think that example, if, if you can teach the internet how to do that, Topher, you will have done something that no one ever thought was possible. You know, the geek community needs to be having more thoughtful discussions about Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, I think you are the man to lead those discussions for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And I think you said the key word in there is respect. I may not agree with what some of the choices that Watsi has made or some of the choices that the, even the Adventures League, which I'm a huge, huge fan of the people who who, have, who ran the Adventures League. But I may not be a fan of all the decisions they made. But I, I understand that they didn't make those decisions in a vacuum, that lots of things that I don't know about or you don't know about went into these decisions. So I have to respect it. I, it's okay for me to say I disagree with it, but it's not okay for me to say they're idiots or they're bad people. That's not okay. It's okay to say you disagree, but it's not okay to say bad things if that makes sense respect is the key there james respect is that is that key and and i hopefully will continue to show that and have that and if i ever don't have that i want i want everyone listening to call me out immediately (laughs) because i i I will be needed to be taken to task over that because that means i've lost a little bit of my way and i want to make sure i come back to that well i've never known you to do that in our our history together to name call for the sake of name calling or, or anything like that you're an intelligent dude you're a smart dude you are a welcoming, kind dude, uh, and you're a funny dude, which is great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some some more of the, the fluff aspects of your gaming. Uh, what is your favorite D&D class, Topher? And people, if you have never heard the roundtable before, you don't know this answer, but I, if you've ever heard a single episode with Topher, I'm sure you know the answer to this. I love bards. I love everything about bards. Bards could be the greatest thing ever invented in the history of role-playing games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally agree. And I think the cool thing for me about the bard is like, you know, you can think of stories where all the D&D classes show up. But I, the idea of somebody who weaves magic through song, I don't know that there's anything exactly like that until you get to D&D, right? Um, maybe yeah. Tom Bombadil kind of is like that. Maybe, maybe yeah. I, I, I could see Tom Bombadil being being a, a a archetype for that. And I think that the fact that he can be either a, a he or she right can be either a supporter or a healer or or a a a empower or he or she can be the the focus of the combat through their magic, which is essentially them singing. You know, obviously, if you have listened to any of this, I played. In one of the playtests that James put up, I played a bard called Jimmy of the Page. Jimmy of the Page. Uh, which I enjoyed immensely playing, and I actually recreated Jimmy of the Page as a first-level one because our, our playtest was at was at top level. And I played him through a couple seasons of Adventures League and leveled him up. So uh, he was a ton of fun to play. Jimmy thought he was the greatest bard in the world, even though nobody's ever heard of him. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that... If you can't have fun sitting at the table, I make goofy voices when I DM. I, you know, you know, if I can't think of the name of something, I throw in a name of a famous rock star or concert site because I can't. I forgot the name of an NPC or of city. You know, I can't tell you the amount of times in a in a one-off game my players have attacked Gasgar's farm. You of know, course. so 
you know, because I, I forgot whatever name it was. So I said, oh, they're going to Yazgar's farm. And my players are all young enough. They have no idea that's where Woodstock was. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I agree. It's just if you can't have fun playing this game, then why are you doing it? I mean, really yeah. any game, right? Like that's, right, that's exactly. kind of the whole point. You either you either should be having fun or winning copious amounts of money. Otherwise, why are you doing it? So. Exactly. <laughs> and you're not going to be winning copious amounts of money playing D&D. That's right. That's right. That's right. Although maybe we can come up with some competitive gambling thing that people could. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, Topher. Just, you know, I'm out of a job. Just throw it now, out. So. Put it out in the universe, right? <laughs> <laughs> to get back to the fluff, Topher. Uh, so that's your, your favorite class. What's your favorite race in the game? I'm a big halfling fan. Nice, nice. Halfling Bard. <laughs> halfling Bard. I'm a big Halfling fan. Uh, recently, last season, um, during the Ravenloft season, the Curse of Strahd, I played a Halfling named Pasha, <laughs> who was a fighter paladin. And he talked like this the whole time. And he said, okay, let's go in, in, in. And he was a tank. There's <laughs> nothing like seeing a Halfling as a tank. In your mind's eye, I just had so much fun. I think it's hilarious that, 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 that this exists. And I think it's it's funny and it's, it's humorous, but there's a level of respectfulness you have to be to the character or you're going to ruin the game for everybody else. Just like with Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's the cut up and Jimmy's the bombastic one, but you have to be respectful of the character and respectful of the other players or you're going to ruin the game. And I think that's important. And I try really hard to do that when I'm sitting behind the screen and when I'm sitting at the table playing. Because I love to have fun. I like to make funny voices, like I said, and you know, come up with great character ideas and everything. But I never want to do one or do any of that that's going to take anybody else who's playing at the table out of the game mm-hmm. or the GM out of the game. And I think that that's key, right? And so, yeah, I love fluff. I love everything. But it's also, it goes back to that, that word, respectful. I think you've got to be respectful. It absolutely does, right? The way the game is is played best is when everybody has mutual respect and you're all contributing to the game at the same time. And I know from playing with you that that is how you play your games. I'm very excited. I'm really excited to see what you do. And I'm excited to maybe, uh, you know, maybe we can we can get some, uh, some fun stuff going. I'd love to do like a... Uh, uh, cross the streams with our podcasts occasionally. Maybe you and I could get together during Extra Life and and run some games or something like that. So. That'd be fantastic. I would, yeah, I'd love to expand. I'd love to do that. That'd be fantastic. I, I think that everyone who's listening doesn't want your voice to go away forever, James. We want to hear you come back. And, you know, if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. Well, if you ever want to have me back, I will be there in a second. And I'm sure I'm going to have you come over to my podcast uh, sometimes, Tabletop Babble. Uh, and I am going to be a devout Tome Show listener and uh, and espouser uh, on social media and the like. Because it's just going to keep getting better, baby. Now that you're in the driver's seat, Tover, I just want you to take me to a magical world of fantasy and unicorns. I hope you do Written- that. Written by Halfling Bards. Written by Halfling Bards uh, as we go to Woodstock. So I think it's going to be amazing. And, you know, this guy, you're already entering the job with more experience than I have at the moment, let alone than when I took the job. So, you know, you've got you've got the connections. You've been to Watsi headquarters. This guy knows what he's doing. He's a, he's part of the friends and family playtest, everybody. Uh, Shh. 
<laughs> so it's awesome, Topher. Uh, I could not be happier with what is going on and that you are taking my baby, man. I'm, I'm more than happy to hand her over to you. Well, I'm looking forward to it, James, and I'm, uh, I'm uh, humbled and honored that you uh, wanted me to do it, and I'm excited to take the next step. Awesome. Well, uh, we should let people know, right, that the next couple episodes you and I will be co-hosting together before uh, before I go, and then it's all yours. Uh, so if people want to start following you on social media to get the scoop, to get all the Topher goodness, uh, where should they go and what should they do? The quickest place people can find me is on the Twitters, which is Topher ATL, T-O-P-H-E-R-A-T-L. Also, you can, you know, uh, find me on Facebook. Always miss me there, which is Topher Cohan, T-O-P-H-E-R-K-O-H-A-N. Those are the two big places I am nowadays. You can always find me there. And, um... And reach out to me any times. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to do those next two, and then we're going to take a small hiatus for you know the holidays and the end of the calendar year, but we'll be back raring and kicking in January, I think. Well, it has been a pleasure uh, talking with you today, Topher. Thanks for coming on the roundtable. And, and uh, no problem, James. It's been my pleasure. Okay, people, it is time for our Dungeon Masters Guild pick of the episode. My product pick for the episode is Encounters in the Savage Frontier. Encounters in the Savage Frontier is a 295 supplement chalk full of 24 unique encounters that can be added really to any game, but are made specifically to add for Storm King's Thunder. You want to throw some more dungeons in there? Yeah, they got that going on. You want some more encounters? They got that going on. This is from all kinds of amazing authors who are best sellers on the DMs Guild. I'm talking about Jeff C. Stevens. I'm talking about Tony Petrecka. I'm talking about Josh Kelly and Gene A. Hadley and Richard Jansen Parks and Glenn Cooper and Ken Caracas. Uh, JVC, Parry, all kinds of great names that we've shouted out in this section of our podcast many, many times. Check it out. It is an amazing product. If you're running Storm King's Thunder, you'll want it. But honestly, you could drop these in anywhere. There's new creatures, new magic items, hand-drawn maps, original artwork. It is a full, big, sexy product. Check out Encounters in the Savage Frontier. There is a direct link over in the show notes for this episode at thetomeshow.com. All right, people. Well, this has been an emotional episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at James Intracasso. That's at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. And you can check out my blog, which is all about 5th edition D&D and the world I'm building for it, Exploration Age. It's over at worldbuilderblog.me. We'll also have tons of updates there and let you know what's going on with the podcast and... Uh, and the podcast network. Don't split the podcasts. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to Jeff Greiner for letting us join the Tome Show lineup. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by Eric Michaels. Don't forget to go to thetomeshow.com and use the affiliate links whenever you shop on Amazon or the DMs Guild to help support this show. And if you like the show, please rate The Tome Show on iTunes and like us on Facebook. Keep on rolling and keep on listening to The Roundtable.